O eternal God, bless all schools, colleges, and universities, and especially All Saints Episcopal Day School, that they may be lively centers for sound learning, new discovery, and the pursuit of wisdom. And grant that those who teach and those who learn may find you to be the source of all truth. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Please be seated. When Lane invited me to preach at All Saints today, he said, Ashley, I just have to warn you, um, it's also going to be our pet blessing. So there are going to be all kinds of animals sitting in the pew that day. And I said, Lane, I teach kinder through 13-year-olds every day, so I promise I'll be fine. (laughs) But I am beyond grateful uh, for the invitation to be with the good people of All Saints today to celebrate the ministry of Episcopal schools. I bring good tidings from St. Andrew's Episcopal School right around the corner, where I'm in my 11th year serving as the lower and middle school chaplain. It is always a joy to be in this sanctuary, a sacred space that has been very important to me throughout my years. I sat in these pews on countless Sunday evenings during my time at UT, and then a few years later, I sat in these pews to watch my daughters performing Christmas pageants and ringing the big bell at their kindergarten graduation. But today, I'm delighted to have the opportunity to share a little bit about why I think that Episcopal schools are such a vibrant and vital part of what our presiding bishop likes to call the Episcopal branch of the Jesus movement. And to reflect more broadly on the holy ministry that is at the heart of all schools, teaching. There are about 1,200 Episcopal schools in the church and about 160,000 students attend them, representing a diversity of religious, cultural, and socioeconomic backgrounds. There is a long and rich tradition of Episcopal schools in our Anglican past, but the oldest Episcopal school in America, Trinity Manhattan, was founded in 1709. All Saints Episcopal Day School was founded as a ministry of this parish in 1946, and was the first preschool to be accredited by the Southwestern Association of Episcopal Schools. And it continues to be a leader among early childhood programs in the country. Episcopal schools come in all shapes and sizes, but there are a few strings that pull them all together. Common worship is a defining characteristic of Episcopal schools. Whether it happens daily or once a month, in a church or on a gym floor, chapel provides a time of prayer and worship that is age-appropriate, engaging, and at the same time rooted in Episcopal traditions, but inclusive of people from diverse religious backgrounds. Episcopal schools also seek to balance faith and reason, the head and the heart, providing excellent academic programming, along with meaningful spiritual development, and cultivating a learning environment that welcomes inquiry and wonder. Episcopal schools value diversity in its many forms and foster gracious spaces for dialogue, 
Recognizing that transformative learning happens when we encounter difference and when we are able to participate in authentic exchanges of wisdom, stories, and perspectives. Episcopal schools take service learning seriously and nurture an intrinsic sense of purpose and stewardship in their students. And Episcopal schools are very intentional about building community. As Dan Heishman, the executive director of the National Association of Episcopal Schools said, as natural as it can be in our contemporary world to view education in individualistic terms, Episcopal schools stand for something more. The best education comes within community, in the midst of the give and take of corporate life, where the individual cannot be separated from the goals and needs of the whole. So ultimately, all of those things work together to create a space for the holy work of teaching. And teaching is more than a profession. It is a gift of the spirit, a vocation, a calling. And I believe that underneath all of the pedagogical theory and curriculum development, teaching is fundamentally a ministry of faith. And faith, as our gospel reading reminds us today, is a powerful thing. In our passage from Luke, Jesus tells his disciples that if they had faith the size of a mustard seed, they could command a mulberry bush to be uprooted and it would obey. Or as Matthew and Mark told it, they could command mountains to move and it would be so. Jesus is referring a parable that he had recently told about a mustard seed that when planted grew into a tree so large that birds and animals made their homes in it. The unexpected twist in this parable is not the smallness of the mustard seed, but the greatness of the tree. For mustard seeds do not generally grow into trees. They don't grow into much more than a shrubby weed. The mustard seed then becomes a symbol of faith, a symbol of the way that God works in ways that defy our worldly limits and expectations, a symbol of the something great that comes from the something small. And this kind of faith isn't just a way of seeing, it is a call to labor toward what is possible. It's a shame that we have domesticated the word faith to mean little more than thinking or imagining something, rather than doing. The Greek word that Jesus uses here, pistis, is often used in the context of fidelity or trust or of being committed to or invested in something. Paul tells us that faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things unseen. But then he rattles off a list of examples of biblical heroes who by their faith labored, persevered, and accomplished far greater things than they could have imagined. For Jesus, faith is both a way of seeing, and a means of working toward that heavenly vision. Teaching, whether it takes place in the context of a faith-based school or not, is a ministry of faith. Teaching is all about the mustard seeds. 
It's about seeing the something small, or sorry, the something great within the something small. But then it is also about doing the work to plant and nurture the seeds, realizing that we may never know what will come from them. The work of faithful teaching begins with seeing and knowing, which is why relationships are so essential to the process of learning. The teacher uncovers and blesses what is uniquely beautiful and what is possible in each student. There's a poem that I love by Galway Kennel called St. Francis and the Sow, which describes a moment of sacred blessing, of seeing and knowing and uncovering. We encounter in this poem a mama pig lounging in the mud and fodder as her piglet's nurse. I can imagine the smelliness of the stall, her rough, hairy rolls of fat, and her slimy snout, and the undignified sounds of the piglet's sloppily feeding. At first glance, we see a scene that is ordinary or even ugly, but that is not what Francis sees. No, Francis sees her magnificence. From her earthen snout, all the way down to the spiritual curl of her tail. And Francis gently places his hand on her head to tell her so. Sometimes it is necessary, Kennel says, to reteach a thing its loveliness, to put a hand on the brow, to retell it in words and in touch that it is lovely. This is where the work of a teacher begins to reteach a thing its loveliness in a world where we are told in countless ways that we are not. Teachers seek to know and to see in their students what they may not be able to see in themselves, to gently uncover who they are and whose they are, and in doing so to uncover who they are called to become. The potential and the promise that a faithful teacher sees in her mustard seed is not measured in awards or achievements or likes. It is measured in love. Ms. Laporte recently gave my girls a beautiful children's book called Maybe by Kobe Yamada. It begins with the question, have you ever wondered why you are here? And it goes on to list a series of maybes, none of which involve prestigious titles or impressive salaries. Maybe you are here to shine a light into places that have been dark for far too long. Maybe you will speak up for those who can't speak for themselves. Maybe you are here to help in ways that only you can. But faithful teaching is more than just seeing, it is also about doing. Teachers are then called to the holy work of formation, of showing up with calm strength and patient wisdom as their students grow in body, mind, and spirit, equipping them with the tools that they need to be wholehearted human beings. 
And if you ever want a glimpse of what that holy work looks like, you need look no further than the day school next door, where 53 students aged two to kindergarten are known, loved, and shaped into the little people that God is calling them to be each and every day. I can remember sitting in this sanctuary as my daughters and their classmates sang loudly the truth about who they are and whose they are and who they are becoming. If you know this one, and I know some of you do, sing it with me. I am a promise. I am a possibility. I am a promise with a capital P. I am a great big bundle of potentiality. And I am trying to hear God's voice, and I am trying to make the right choice. I am a promise to be anything God wants me to be. <laughs> so during their time here, my daughters learned much more than reading, writing, and arithmetic. Their faithful teachers uncovered their unique gifts and helped them to believe in their loveliness. But they also reminded them that they are a part of something bigger than themselves. They taught them what it means to be thankful and to use their gifts of time, talent, and treasure to serve others. They cultivated strong minds and healthy hearts and full spirits and told them the story of God's never stopping, never giving up, unbreaking always and forever love. The seeds that were faithfully planted here took root, and who knows what is yet to come from them. So really, the most important thing I can say to you today about Episcopal schools is this. They are, underneath it all, vessels for the holy work of teaching. And teaching is, underneath it all, an act of faith. So today, I hope you will join me in celebrating the many ways that God's Spirit is at work in and through those who teach, especially in this community. Those who gaze upon the mustard seeds and see a towering tree filled with nesting birds. Amen. Amen. Amen.